Hello everybody, it's Dave from Erie Arachnids in the Erie Arachnids Says podcast. Do you guys like that name? I'm not really quite sure if I like that name, Erie Arachnids Says. Um, but for now I'm going to keep it. So what I wanted to talk about today was how the hobby has changed in the last year, in 2018. Things that have gone on scientifically and things that I've noticed just in the hobby itself in general. So let's start out with some of the things that you know, scientifically have changed here. And some of this stuff is going to be United States only. So for those of you that are, you know, outside the United States, please bear with me. Um, but the first part is going to be the uh, Pisilotheria from Sri Lanka, uh, the five species that uh, are now covered under the Endangered Species Act, which are the Pisilotheria subfusca, uh, the Fasciata, the Ornata, the Smithy, and the Vitata. So what changed with those is that they are now covered under the Endangered Species Act, which means that they cannot be sold or transported across state lines except for during or breeding loans or as a gift. And if you do that, you have to include paperwork inside the box stating that, you know, the intentions both ways. So, you know, I'm sending this mail as a breeding loan. Uh, no money has changed hands. Uh, make sure that you keep any PMs or direct messages or emails so that uh, you have proof that this is exactly what's going on. You're paying for the shipping to get there. If there's slings involved later on, the person that uh, has the female will end up then passing the slings back to you in the same fashion. Also, uh, some other things that happened this year, uh, we had some issues with the, the Brazilian tarantulas. Uh, Brazil decided that they wanted to push the, the Lacey Act here in the United States saying that uh, any of the species that came from Brazil were obtained illegally and exported illegally. So everyone that's in the hobby would be covered under the Lacey Act here in the United States. How that's working out right now, we're still not positively sure. We haven't got any real concrete anything uh, with it. So it's kind of hard to really say what's going on. Some people don't want to ship Brazilian species across state lines. Some people have been doing it without any issues up to this point. So we really don't know. Uh, we've had a couple tarantulas that were changed from, or reclassified, I guess you could say. Uh, we had a new, uh, the Tapanikinius and now Pseudoclamaris uh, genus uh, have actually been kind of reclassified. So you have some species that were like Tapanikinius species, Caribbean Island, or I guess that would be the Caribbean Diamond is what people are calling them, now have been actually classified and uh, specified. So they have a species involved with them. Uh, then you had a couple that have been moved out of Tapanikinius and moved into a Pseudoclamaris uh, genus. The specifics of all that, uh, I did not completely read the paper, so I can't go over exactly what were the speculations or what were the taxonomical reasons for moving a couple of them out of Tapanikinius and into Pseudoclamaris. We also had, finally, uh, Homoioma chilensis, which would be the Xuathlus species red was now finally moved into the homoioma, homoioma, sorry, homoioma genus, um, along with the species yellow, uh, which is now the oral Linnae. Um, so two of the uh, Euathlis species that we've been calling, um, you know, red and yellow have now been moved. Uh, the blue, I believe, are something different, and the green are something different. I, I honestly don't know what those are, um, if they're still Euathlis or if they're in a different genus. Um, and we also had the reclassification of the T. psychedelicus, uh, which was cleverly called the LSD uh, earth tiger, uh, actually was found out to be something that was already described, which was the 
uh, Haploclastus devimatha. So those are really the, the highlights of this year as far as um, things that are in the hobby. Uh, there were a few tarantulas that were uh, discovered, I think three of them in Chile, I believe, Euaplus species. Uh, but they're not in the hobby, so it really didn't get over, you know, go over stuff like that. Uh, and we also had uh, two new species. Well, we not new. I don't want to say new because the T. Celadonias have been here for a little while. But we did get a first United States uh, successful egg sac done at Pelt Friction with Garrett and Allie Martin. And then um, we had a Fondapelma mori, or moray, I guess you would call it, uh, have been imported into the United States from Fear Not Tarantulas. So a couple new uh things to have uh of course the celadonias can't be sold across state lines so you can only get them in michigan right now hopefully all that stuff changes we also had a new uh, group be formed called the uh, tarantula keepers coalition uh they are uh a, a group of people well-known people in the hobby got together and tried to form a way to start trying to figure out how we can fight some of these things that are going on with the lacy act and you know uh some repopulations in some in countries uh, things of that nature, it's, it's a really, really good thing that uh, we do have people looking out for stuff like that. And we've had some um, auctions and other things to raise money to help take care of that. Lawyers were hired, I believe. So, um, yeah, that's something new. So let's get into the other stuff about the hobby, the the meat and bones, the, the, the people, basically. So what I noticed here in 2018 is there's been a huge, huge influx of new keepers in the hobby. I don't know the exact numbers because there's no really way to research it, but I mean, it's it's way more than doubled the amount of people that were in it in 2017 uh, and, and even 2016. I, I would say, you know, we're, you know, maybe 500 times more or uh, 500 percent times more maybe of people that joined the hobby. And, and, and there's some reasons for it. And I'll go over a few of these reasons why that that is uh, that's happened. Um, I think one of the big things is the Facebook groups. There's a ton of Facebook groups now. Um, some uh, specialize in certain things. Some are, you know, just people that want to start a group and, and have it there. And, and, you know, whatever happens, happens there. Um, but it gave people an avenue on Facebook to actually be able to talk to each other and get information really, really easily uh, without having to do a lot of legwork looking it up. It's real easy to go on a group and ask a question. And if you're in the right group, you'll get that question answered. Uh, if you're in the wrong group, you're probably going to get hammered. So, uh, learning what group to be in, and I'm not going to promote any. I mean, I of course I was a founding member of the Tarantula um, community, so uh, of course I'm going to promote that more than anyone. But there are a lot of other groups out there that may, you know, kinder to other people, uh, because this group may not be for all people, as well as other groups uh, may not be for you. You know, you may be able to belong in one and feel feel at home, and then go to another one and feel completely out of place. That's stuff that you have to learn on your own. Another thing that I think uh, I've seen increase is YouTube creators. There is a ton more of YouTube creators this year that started out doing tarantula videos only. I mean, a ton more. And with that, you have more of a of a reach of being able to see things on, on YouTube. YouTube is a huge thing, and people watch YouTube all the time. It's an avenue for people to um, be able to give information or just entertain and there's a ton, a ton of channels out there that you could go to find different things that you like. Um, you know, like I said, there's there's channels that are more entertaining. There's channels that are more uh, information specific and maybe not as entertaining as far as dramatics. But 
I still think just as, as entertaining as, as channels that do a lot of the great editing and, and the addition things that they put into the videos. Um, I think that's a big, huge thing. And also I've seen a big, huge difference, uh, an influx in Instagram. Uh, there's a ton of people that got on Instagram. There's a ton of people that keep transfers that are, that are putting out pictures on Instagram uh, and probably even Reddit. Uh, I, I started with Reddit a little bit and, and, and I just don't have the time to do that. It's just too much time for me. But those three things right there, I think, are, are some of the big things. The Facebook groups, the Instagram, YouTube uh, brought a lot of people into one avenue that they can get information and make it realize, make people realize that these things aren't as bad as what everybody makes them out to be. Um, and I think that's, a, that's another big thing, too, is that you see a lot of people have been toned down to the fear of tarantulas and realizing how easy it is to keep them, how cheap it is to keep them. Um, I mean, there's, there's really no smell. Um, you know, food can be cheap if you raise your own roaches, crickets, mealworms, uh, superworms, whatever it may be. Um, you know, for, for a small initial investment in roaches, you, you could sustain it, a collection of a hundred without any problem, without going anywhere else to get food. Um, another thing that I, I think that you've seen is a lot more, uh, a lot more pet stores are having tarantulas now. Um, and I'm sure that's, that's not by mistake. Um, you know, it, it's really easy. There's, there's people that do research out there all the time, marketing and, and research in, in businesses like that, that are saying, Hey, you know what? Look, there are people buying tarantulas all over the place. Why aren't we selling them? And, uh, a lot of, I, I call them mom and pop shops, a little tiny, you know, pet stores or exotic pet stores are starting to get them in much more than they used to. And a lot more different species, a uh, ton more genera. And, and I think that people are going in and saying, Ooh, check this out. And that's really cool. And I'd love to have this, you know, and then they start talking about them and then they go into Facebook groups, they get information and boom, before you know it, they're, they're a tarantula owner. And before you know it, they're a tarantula owner of about 20, 25 of them. Um, with all that brings more people breeding and selling. So there's more people that are selling tarantulas online. There's more people that are breeding them. And I mean, that can be bad and it can be good. I don't think that there's a bad thing about people breeding tarantulas uh, unless you're breeding tarantulas and you have no way for them to be outlet or, you know, be able to be sold. Um, I, I really, I'm not saying that I'm against people breeding, but I am against people that are just breeding recklessly that just, oh, I got an LP and, and I'm just going to go ahead and breed the, the male and female. And then before you know it, they have 1800 little babies. They have nowhere to get rid of them. What do you do? You know? I think some of that stuff needs to be forethought before you decide to start breeding. And I've thought about that myself. I've been offered different species to breed and, and I've turned down a lot of them because I really don't know where I'm going to put them or where I'm going to get rid of them at. And, you know, as much as you could say, well, I'll just wholesale them, you have to find the people to wholesale them with. So I think that's where the growth in the keepers has come because the, the, the information and, and the, the availability to get these animals into your hands has has really really drastically changed over this year and that's i mean it's a good thing it's a bad thing i mean you see a lot of inexperienced keepers and and people are people um and and i say this in in not a harmful way but people are people you have people that are, are lazy that they don't want to do anything on their own they just want to be spoon-fed stuff and and most people get upset about that i i particularly really don't care i mean i'd answer questions all day you know given time i'd be able i would answer questions all day for people if i could um, there, there are people that are very experienced that have heard the questions 9 million times and get very sarcastic and instead of just 
you know, saying, you know what, just let them ask the question and walk away. And then there's people that this, it's their whole life. It's, you know, the scientific edge of this is just constant, you know, trying to correct people every single time you make a post or respond to a post. It's constantly correcting people, which I, I, I hope that people will correct people in, in a way that is not demeaning or, or nasty or making yourself look like, you know, people call them elitist. I don't like that word. But if, if somebody has a lot of knowledge and they don't know how to bring that knowledge down to a level that people can understand it, that knowledge really doesn't do anybody any good except for the person that has it. Um, so I think finding a way to, I say, I don't want to say it this way, but I call it dumbing it down or, you know, every daying it down, you know, for the everyday keeper being able to understand what information I'm trying to convey in a way that they can use that information and not say, oh my God, I don't even know what he just said. And... I think all that information and all those outlets has really, really changed the way that people can collect this uh, or collect in this hobby and be in this hobby and enjoy this hobby. So, um, yeah, that's the things that I've noticed myself in, in 2018. Uh, I'm sure there were a lot more things other than, the, you know, the handful of scientific things that I had mentioned. Um, I still, still think there's going to be a ton more things coming up, not this year, of course, but I think 2019 is going to bring us some things that, uh, are going to surprise some people, and I think people have been really, really longing for. So, hopefully, that'll happen. Uh, hopefully, some things will change here in the United States with these, with these laws. So, you know, my first podcast was basically things that I'd love to see happen in 2019, and this one here kind of brings us back to this year and and kind of recaps, really from the beginning. And and I mean, I really noticed a big influx, and this is this is the time that I saw it was February. March and April, there were a huge amount of people that started doing YouTube videos and started joining groups. We started the Tarantula Community Group on February 22nd this past year in 2018. And we are at over 6,500 plus members, probably close to 6,600 by the time we're, you're listening to this. The growth of that group has been absolutely tremendous. I really honestly can't believe it. That's, you know, we've gotten as far as we have. Other groups have done the same thing where they've started and they've seen, you know, tremendous growth. And You'll notice that most people that are in one group are going to be bouncing back and forth to other groups because uh, you, you may hear something on one group that you're not hearing on another group or one group may allow something that another group doesn't allow. And, uh, I, you know, I'm all for that. Be, be multifaceted and, and enjoy yourselves. I think if you can get back to, you know, if everybody could just have fun with the hobby and I know it's ever going to happen because there's always people that are going to bring the hobby down and there's always people that are just, you know, hard at being able to talk to other people uh so keeping all that in retrospect trying to to find a way to keep everybody together and have fun and enjoy themselves and and enjoy your hobby um that's my my i mean i will end it with a little bit of advice that's that's my advice to you is enjoy your hobby and find a way to enjoy your hobby um you don't have to listen to people you don't want to listen to but still be respectful to those people, even though you don't want to hear what they have to say. So that's really it for today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. And uh, I, I, I'm going to have fun with this podcast. I really am. I have some really, really good ideas and some other you know, topics to come up. I think 2019, we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, we're going to try and do them twice a month, maybe bi-weekly, uh, you know, time allowing, of course. And uh, don't forget to check me out on YouTube at Erie Arachnids. Uh, Instagram, same thing, Erie Arachnids. And I also have a Facebook page, Erie Arachnids. You may hear some ads coming up soon. I'm, um, I'm thinking about doing ads on here. So 
if if you do hear that please just listen through them i don't know when they'll be placed into the videos but it'll be my voice so it'll be a, it'll be a familiar voice uh basically just reading a script but so yeah so for now we'll see you guys later have a wonderful wonderful holiday season um for the rest of this year we got what about a week and a half two weeks left of the of the december in 2018 uh my best wishes for you guys going into 2019 thanks for listening please please feel free to contact me um you know you uh, the best way to do it is on facebook just look me up dave andrzejewski or go to go to the tarantula community and find me i'm an admin there david andrzejewski you can't miss me um or go to my eerie arachnids uh youtube channel and send me a message through there and and you know you could chat about anything we want to you could give me some advice on um topics you may want to listen to or hear i'm always open to that i'd like to at least you know reach out to people and and give you guys things that you want to listen to um and and thanks to tom moran for for you know really uh, doing the podcast and and kind of making me want to do them so a big thanks to him um and we'll see everybody next year